You're listening to The Air Attack with BC the Man on HasBeenSports.com. I know Hey, what's up, guys? The Air Attack is brought to you by Fable Label. Combining the timeless popularity of the T-shirt with modern innovative designs, allowing you to stand out from the crowd today. If you're not a fan of Fable Label, trust me, you soon will be. In fact, I'm wearing Fable Label right now. So can you. Check them out at FableLabel.com. A shout out to everybody down at Has Been Sports down in Nashville. Um, obviously, a kind of a crazy weekend. A start, I mean, a, a tragic start to the weekend, really. And, you know, we obviously college football, um, college basketball started for some really good reason. They, they start college basketball earlier and earlier every year. And they've given us a couple of good matchups, you know, early in the season. They will give you a few more good matchups. But to me, it's just too early for college basketball. But the college football playoff starts to sort itself out a little bit. NFL, um, we'll start with the stuff in Paris, which, you know, I was going to cover anyway. Even if this didn't happen, um, at least in part, at a soccer game, because it's just one of those things that's too important not to talk about. For all you people that think that terrorism is overrated or that it's not real or that it's just part of someone's political agenda, you got to stop. You you basically got to lose that now because you're seeing as a Friday night exactly how real some of this shit really is. Um, You got to stop saying shit because someone on TV told you to. Okay, you got to stop. I know we're in an election year in the United States, but you got to stop acting like, you know, protecting your country and protecting your borders and protecting your people and being vigilant about that stuff. You got to stop acting like it's overkill because obviously now you're seeing that it's not. And then that's followed up um, by an incident in Germany where they canceled a soccer match two hours before the match. Now, the German officials are going to tell you that they didn't find anything of note, but there's obviously something there if they canceled a match two hours ahead of time. Two hours before a soccer match, you've already got people there. You've got fans there. You've got coaches there. You've got players there. The officials are there. Let's not act like nothing was actually there. Okay, let's not act like there wasn't some kind of credible threat. There are reports that an ambulance filled with dynamite tried to make its way into the stadium. German police are denying it. Who knows what to believe? The bottom line now is people are scared. They're scared for very good reason. Um, So it just kind of goes to show you that some of the problems you have internally in the United States, you've seen stuff recently with, you know, University of Missouri, et cetera, et cetera. And you've actually heard people using the term terrorist to refer to people. Listen, just careful who you call a terrorist, okay? You're going to call a bad cop a terrorist. If you're going to call some student at the University of Missouri, who's an asshole for using racial slurs from the back of a pickup truck and a coward. But if you're going to call those guys terrorists, uh, I'm going to tell you that you're out, of, you're out of your fucking mind. These guys on Friday, those are terrorists. Okay, those are terrorists. And I know we got some bad people here. I understand that. We got some bad organizations here, but you have to be careful with what kind of comparisons you make. I saw somebody using the comparison. This and this is to me this is just insane. But using a comparison between ISIS and the Westboro Baptist Church. Now, the Westboro Baptist Church is all fucked up in its own way. I get all that. Trust me, I you know, I, I want nothing to do with them. Okay, they're not really, as far as I'm concerned, a real Baptist church. They're not even affiliated. No Baptist organization will actually have them as a member, just so we're clear about that. They've got about 50 members. Last, I mean, I, I looked this up. According to Wikipedia, they got 50 members. ISIS has somewhere along the lines of 200,000 fighters. And the Westboro Baptist Church may do some fucked up shit, but suicide bombings? Like mass executions? No. I know the argument you're going to make. Yeah, but they do things to incite hate, and that hate can lead to someone getting hurt. I get all that. That's a somewhat valid point. They're not on the level of ISIS. It's a stupid fucking... It's a stupid comparison. It's a horrible comparison. 
It's just someone popping off of the mouth trying to make an argument. This is not the time for making arguments, people. I'm sorry. And really, be careful you start calling a terrorist because you can really embarrass yourself. Because if, if you if you were at some of these, um, if you're at one of these one of these attacks in Paris, and some of these news, channel, news channels did a good job of actually getting people who were there right on TV. You know, I watch. I was I was bouncing back and forth between Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. You know, whichever one you like or don't like, that's that's not important. I'm just bouncing around to see where I could get more information. And they had people that were actually there talking about what they saw. And a couple of these channels actually showed pictures from the scene. And I'm talking about this was a bloodbath. I never saw pictures from inside that concert hall. Um, but you know, pictures outside of the restaurants, um, pictures from outside the soccer stadium. You know, what's going to happen now across the world, including in, in the U.S.? And no one knows this better than me because I'm from the New York area. I don't live in New York. I live in New Jersey. I live right by New York City, though. Okay? And after 9-11, I can tell you, you watch things tighten up, and they're going to tighten up again at bridges, at tunnels, airports. Forget about it. I mean, I can only imagine being in an airport Thanksgiving weekend now. Um, listen, you can either deal with it or you can stay home. I could give a shit about your schedule. I could give a shit about, about your, your daughter's dance recital. I could give a shit about your family dinners. Okay? I could give a shit about the fact you feel violated. I, I just don't, I don't care about your rights right now. I don't care. Okay? I care about people being safe. That's what I care about. I care about not getting blown up. Whatever they, whatever they have to do to prevent that now, you know what? That's what they have to do. You can kick and scream about what, whatever you want, but this is obviously some very real shit, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. And you have to think that if they can get to America, they're going to try to get to America. You know, it's not a matter of whether or not they're going to try. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to be successful, and that's all there is to it. Now, as as with these attacks all the time, there's got to be a political element to it. So, you know, especially in an election year, you're going to hear people talk about it. Trump had something to say about it. Really, all the Republican candidates had something to say about it. Look, you're talking about a day when the president of the United States actually made a comment that ISIS was being contained. I mean... Obviously, it wasn't like it wasn't as if ISIS heard that and decided to, you know, go ahead and attack that day. Let's be fair about it. This was obviously something that was planned for a long time, but not his finest day. The gun control issue. Okay, look, I don't know about you guys, but the worst scene, and I, and I, I said this on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, BC, aka the man. I said this on Friday night after you heard reports from that concert hall where that, where that uh, heavy metal concert was taking place. You heard people screaming inside. You heard there were a couple of explosions. I said, you know, that could be the worst scene of all. I wish I was wrong about that, but I wasn't. And there were comments made, well, gee, what if somebody in the crowd had a gun? What if, what if people were armed there? Well, I don't know about you, but I haven't been to many concerts here where you can get into a concert with a gun. A restaurant or a mall, yeah, maybe. That, you know, that, that probably wouldn't be a problem. But there's not a lot of concerts in the United States where you can get in with a gun. My question is, how did the three guys get into that concert venue with dynamite vests and weapons? That's, the, that's really the bigger question right there. The security definitely should be armed at places like this. I'm sorry, but I mean, there should be cops outside or the security themselves should be armed. You know, at the soccer stadium, there was a bomber that was turned away at the door. They somehow, they somehow figured out they had a dynamite vest. They frisked them. And apparently there were three bombers that were supposed to be there. And those three bombers combined only kill one person outside. So that just shows you how fucking stupid some of these guys are. Those are the guys they, I guess those are the guys they throw out there to kill themselves. They gotta, hey, listen, this guy's too fucking stupid anyway. Let's go ahead and let him blow himself up. Okay, the borders in France, they were open, now they're closed. That's been a hot topic in the United States. Okay, some of, some of you who just want an, an open border because it's racist not to open up our borders. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, if you think an open border is a good idea, I tell you what, do me a favor. Please volunteer to be the next one attacked because you're too fucking stupid to share a country with me. I'm sorry. 
And this issue now with Syrian refugees coming in, there was a Syrian passport that was found apparently next to one of the attackers, okay, in Paris. You would be a fool. I mean, an absolute fool to think that it's wrong to be concerned with what's happening in that country right now. You'd be a fool to think that it's wrong to be concerned about letting 10,000 people come in from over there without being checked out. Okay, and unfortunately for some of you, you're not going to like this, but it makes the Republicans actually look kind of smart for caring about these border issues. I know some of you don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Ari Fleischer had a very good point yesterday on Twitter. He said it's real simple. If you can vet them, let them in. If you can't vet them, forget it. And now, of all people, as if she hasn't made enough of a fool out of herself, the mayor of Baltimore decided to release a statement saying that Syrian refugees are all welcome in her city. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. Ms. Mayor, with all due respect, la- this is a lady, by the way, who is not only not running for your election, she ana- decided to announce it on 9-11. You want to see the irony there. She decides to put out a statement that Syrian refugees are welcome in her city. You know what? I'm pretty sure that they'd probably rather stay in Syria and roll the dice there. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Hey, where can we go in America? We can go to Baltimore. No, nah, I'm good. I'm going to ride this out right here. I'm okay. Yeah, the air raids, the attacks, the genocide. I'm, I'm good. Anything but fucking Baltimore. What are you kidding me? I thought the United States was trying to help us. Now, the religious issue of this all. What I found amazing, amazing, was how some people's primary concern on Friday. And I know the thoughts and prayers thing is overrated. I get that. I, I mean, you know, someone dies, someone dies. It's, it's, tough, to, it's tough to be... It's tough to really give him that much consolation. I get all that. Okay, but here's the thing. I found, it, I found it absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. How many people's first concern was to defend Islam? Guys, that's not the issue right now. You know, not hurting someone's feelings and, and you know, guarding against Islamophobia is so far from the priority right now. That is so fucking tacky. I honestly couldn't believe it. You know, the, the terror has no religion hashtag going around Twitter and people just, you know, again, with the comparisons to Westboro Baptist Church between them and ISIS and guys, come on, stop. OK, you can imply that religion wasn't a factor in these attacks. Guys, it's in the name of the organization. It's in the title. You know, I- acknowledging that Islamic terrorism is the number one threat to national security and really at this point, world security is not racist. It's just common sense. Doesn't mean that you hate Muslim people. Doesn't mean you're anti-Islam. It's just that there are Islamic radicals out there that need to be stopped and need to be contained. And it's okay to mention that. You know, I don't like the KKK. Okay? They're a horrible organization. They're horrible people. Does that mean I don't like white people? No. I am white. I'm a, I'm a white person myself. And I'm great. Just ask me. I'll tell you. I'm fantastic. Okay? So just, just mentioning that this was, was an Islamic attack, I mean, I'm sorry, but my God. It's amazing how the knee-jerk reaction of some of you people, especially on social media, what followers you are and how ridiculous you are and how fucked up your priorities are, it's mind-boggling. It's a little scary, to be honest with you. It's scary that you even have an opinion. Now, all of you that want to go to the extreme and say, listen, we have to get rid of all Muslims and bomb them. First of all, geniuses, Muslims are everywhere. Some people made the um, comparison between we could just bomb the Middle East and get rid of all Muslims the way we did with Japan. Back in the 40s, the vast majority of Japanese people were in Japan. 
these days, there are a lot of Muslims in the Middle East. I get that. But there are Muslims in every country. So if you want to get rid of the entire world, that'd be the only way to get rid of all Muslims, which is not a good idea anyway, because most of them have nothing to do with this shit. That's the problem. You know, if you spend time with some of these guys, you realize that some of these guys are going to give you the shirt off their backs. They really would. The women couldn't give you the shirt off their backs because then they could get stoned to death. But that's a different story. All right. Now, as far as the president, I already touched on this. It's borderline embarrassing how he walks on eggshells to go out of his way not to offend Muslim people. I mean, it's, it's, I understand being sensitive. I understand being respectful. He takes this way too far. And this is where Donald Trump maybe has a point. You know, right now is not the time for political correctness. Not when you're dealing with stuff like this. I'm sorry. And for these attacks to take place and the president to get up in front of everybody and say, hey, I don't want to speculate who might be responsible. Yeah, you know what, Mr. President? I wonder myself who it could have been. You know, dynamite vests, automatic weapons, they're yelling Allah Akbar. I'm drawing a blank. Have no idea who who could this possibly be? I can't even narrow it down. I'm open to any ideas. Who could this possibly be? You think it was the James gang? The Manson family? Who do you think it was? Come on now. That's embarrassing. I understand, look, I understand being respectful. I understand we're at a time when some people, you know, take things too far, they generalize. I get all that. This is not the time to be acting like that. The French president said, you know what? He said, I'm declaring war on ISIS. That's it. That's it. And is a president who's been taking shit for a long time about his response to this whole issue. This is, that was not his finest day. I certainly don't blame him for what happened. I mean, that's, that's not where I'm going with this. But you know what? It's just, it, it doesn't really encourage the people in your country when you can't even get it to cross your lips. Like, hey, these, fu- you know, just call them what they are. They're a bunch of psychos. They're a bunch of horrible people. Just say it. It's not a reflection on the entire religion. What, 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 what is the problem here? It's like a mind game he's playing with the American public, and a lot of people are tired of it, and I'm sorry. But for those of you who think this shit's not real, well, unfortunately, Friday was a very harsh reminder. And then, as if that wasn't good enough, they wanted to follow up with that soccer match in Germany on, I believe, Tuesday. So this is something that you're going to deal with for a while. No matter United States or somewhere else, you're going to deal with it. And if you want to put the sports element into it, the security now at sporting events is going to be amped up more than you could possibly imagine. It just is. After 9-11, I even said, you know, for as many people as died on 9-11, I said, you know, those guys could have flown an airplane into a stadium or an arena and probably gotten more people. Now, that's, that ship sailed. You know, that, that, that scenario is not going to play itself out anymore with, with hijacking airplanes. So it's not going to give me anybody any ideas or anything like that. But because now we have too much security with the TSA, we have air marshals, what have you. But I always thought, I said, you know, with these arenas and concerts or, or, you know, basketball games, football games, whatever, you got so many people in a small, a small space. So those are the first places you think would be secure. So if you're going to sporting events, especially major ones, college football playoffs coming up, Super Bowl, you got to think that, you know, security is going to be outrageous, just absolutely outrageous. And like I said, you can either deal with it or you can stay home, but you can't tell them not to do that to you. You can't tell them not to be, not to be safe because... You can see what happens when you're not. Um, the other big sports story before we get to, uh, you know, the NFL and the uh, college football stuff. Ronda Rousey goes down this weekend um, in Australia. I, I don't know why this is that shocking. She she really doesn't have much of a resume if you think about it. And with all due respect, and she listen, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with her. I don't think any guy would, you know. But women's, you know, ultimate fighting isn't like some you know, huge market right now where there's a lot of women out there competing. It, they just aren't. You know, if you want to look at some of the other sports, there's a reason why the same teams usually dominate in women's college basketball every year because there's not as many women playing basketball out there as men. So it's easier for the big programs to continue getting the good players year in, year out. There's not that many, not that many good players to go around. 
Not that, not that the females can't play college basketball. I'm not saying that, but there's not as many top shelf female college basketball players as male because it's not as popular amongst females as it is amongst males. It's a lot more popular than it used to be, just like women's fighting. But you know, how would you? Who are you really comparing Ronda Rousey to? There's no one else to compare her to over the course of history because women's fighting hasn't really existed for that long. And apparently, this girl Holly Holm that she was that she's facing or did face, you know, was actually really good. So. I know people are making fun of Ronda Rousey, saying she got knocked the fuck out, she got fucked up. Listen, guys, when somebody gets knocked out in UFC, they always get fucked up. I mean, you know, there's no, you know, it's, it's not like boxing where it's like, okay, they've had enough. You know, usually they get they get knocked down and they get pummeled. They, they don't wear soft gloves. They, you know, they, they, they're allowed to kick. She got kicked in the head and she got punched right in the mouth. What do you want? And TMZ got her coming back to LAX with her boyfriend. Literally sunglasses, a hoodie, and a pillow over her face. So her face must be a little fucked up still. <laughs> but she's literally covering her own face and cowering. And you know what? I understand that, you know, nobody wants to be seen like that. But you're starting to see now. Let's just take a look at her her notoriety and her brand. Because she was kind of America's darling. She was, I mean, she was doing everything from giving sex advice to appearing on WrestleMania. She's making a movie now coming out. She's actually going to play the Patrick Swayze character in a reboot of Roadhouse. Let's see if her brand, you know, kind of maintains or if she starts to take a little bit of a hit here. Was it, you know, are we going to look back on her in five years and say, hey, remember her? Or is she still going to be out there? I think she can go WWE whenever she wants to. Or at least she could have before this fight. I think she, I think she still could if she wants to. Does she even get back in the ring and take a, take a chance at this happening again? Because now if she loses twice, all the allure is gone. If she comes back for a rematch and wins against this girl, who, by the way, she said on Instagram she was going to kick her ass the night before, which I guess she's done before. That, that's kind of, that's been her MO. But she said she was going to kick her ass. Well, that didn't, that didn't come true. So the, the air of invincibility is obviously gone. Let's see if the branding of Ronda Rousey takes a hit here. And for all you people that think Dana White is, like, heartbroken over this, I think Dana White's doing okay. I think Dana White's done an okay job with UFC over the last few years. Including this. Remember, he said that he he said in the past he would never let women fight in the UFC. Ronda Rousey has been basically a godsend for him. I mean, because he was never going to let females fight anyway. So think of all the ratings, and he's been able to sell a few pay-per-view fights just with her as the headliner. Hey, who knows? You know, you didn't see a lot of interviews with Holly Holm the week before, but Sports Center was in Australia just to interview Ronda Rousey. Well, you know, at the gym while she was working out. So maybe her approach takes a, a little turn now. Maybe she focuses a little more. Maybe she decides that she doesn't want to do this anymore. Who knows? But, I, I, you know, as far as being shocked and making fun of her, listen, she got in the ring, she got beat. What do you want? She could have, you know, she could have, she could have basically, you know what she could have done? She could have just not fought anymore if she wanted to. And what are people going to say about her? You know, she could, she could have done that a while ago. She could have done that a couple fights ago and said, you know what? I, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go, uh, you, I'm going to go WWE. Make money, not get hurt, and what's the difference? So... You know what? We'll see. We'll see if she comes back or not. I, I honestly just, you know, with a pretty big day college football on tap on Saturday, I just thought a lot of you guys are making way too big of a deal of two girls trying to beat the shit out of each other. Whether you like me saying that or not, that's just not my style. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch college football played by young men than two girls trying to beat the shit out of each other. Just that's just me personally. That's just me. And I like UFC. UFC. I mean, it's fun. It's not something I'd go crazy over. It's not something I would. I would pay eighty bucks to see or whatever people are paying for their, you know, for the pay per view, but. That's just my opinion. Um, the NBA, is, it's also a little bit too early to get into this, but the one thing to take a look at is all the coaching drama you have right now, okay? Kevin McHale is already out in, in Houston, which is ridiculous after 11 games, to be honest with you. The team doesn't play hard. Any team with Dwight Howard, 
you know, you could, I mean, Dwight Howard is the first guy you blame for any team playing poorly. I'm sorry. He's got a track record to prove it. Um, the team's 4-7. and seven. The team's not 1-10. and ten, But for some reason, they decided, it, you know, it was Kevin McHale's job to take the hit. He's probably all too happy to get the fuck out of there. James Harden only plays on one end of the court. Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard. They're always shifting in new players there. There's, there's really not a lot of chemistry in that team. Um, Kevin McHale's probably not heartbroken. You got a couple other coaches, too. Byron Scott with the Lakers, which is just an awful team that doesn't play hard either. Kobe's just cash and check to the back end of his career. He's on borrowed time. And George Carl, it looks like DeMarcus Cousins is going to run him out of there. DeMarcus Cousins, George Carl are not both going to be there at the end of the year. And I don't mean at the end of the season. I mean by New Year's. One of those guys is going to be gone. So maybe both of them, but probably just one of them. And it's probably going to be George Carl. You could have three NBA coaching changes really before December 1st. Just to show you what's going on with that league right now. But it's way too early to get into all that. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll do the NFL first. I'll whip around all the games. I haven't done that in a few weeks. The Jets-Bills game on Thursday night. The Thursday night games have been, some have been better than others, put it that way. Uh, just a terribly coached game. Todd Bowles, if you watch this game, had a couple decisions to make on fourth down. Whether it was play calling, decisions not to, decision not to kick a field goal at one point. The Jets lose a game by five that they actually should have won. The Bills did everything they could to try to give it to them. It's a perfect example of the Thursday night games just giving you an inferior product on three days rest, especially this late in the season. Early in the season and then late in the season, I'm sorry. But the Thursday night games are not fair to the players. They're really not fair to the fans, but the fans keep watching it. Oh, by the way, the NFL decides they're going to make the teams wear something called color rush jerseys, which are alternate jerseys, all the same color. They chose red and green for the Jets and the Bills, which is not a problem unless you're part of a very small segment of the population. That is people who are colorblind. People who are colorblind couldn't tell the difference between the two teams. <laughs> and no one from the NFL thought that was a bad idea. Never mind the fact that it looked like a, like a Christmas card. Never mind that. He had colorblind people who couldn't even follow the game. The Packers going down to the Lions. Look, people, I don't know who fucked whose girlfriend of the Packers. I have no idea. But something's up there. The excuses are over. Yeah, they give up 500 yards to Phillip Rivers, but they pulled out the win. Okay, then they lose to Denver. But you know what? It's Peyton Manning, and it's prime time in Denver. It's a tough place to play. Okay. Then they go to Carolina. Well, Carolina's a buzzsaw. They're playing as well as anybody in the league. Uh, okay. Now they come back home. You know no team in the NFL ever wants to lose three games in a row. You know that. And you know focus in the NFL is really important. No team ever wants to lose three games in a row. Now they come home against the Lions. What's the excuse now? Okay. They put up three points for the first three quarters. Go ahead and make an excuse for that. I don't want to hear it. There's something wrong in Green Bay, and I don't know what it is. And it's out. It's like one of those things where if you find out that there's something internal, you know what? You're not going to be surprised. The Cowboys go to 2-7. and seven. The Cowboys are basically done. I know Tony Romo's coming back. The Buccaneers are a little better than people think. Uh, it was a 10-6 game. It was an ugly game. The Cowboys could have lost this game by a couple scores. If it wasn't for uh, Jameis Winston basically just personally turning the ball over to the Cowboys a couple times deep deep in Cowboys territory. So the Cowboys fans are bitching and moaning at the bar on that like, like they should have won the game. You guys should have lost You guys could have lost the game by 10, 11 points. Easily. So I don't know what you're complaining about. 10-6 uh, Buccaneers. Cowboys, I don't think we're going anywhere fast anyway, but in the NFC East, who knows? Panthers, Titans. Um, I know a lot was made about Cam Newton's touchdown dance. I, the reason people are making a big deal about it is real simple. Because someone of the Titans decided to react. And I mean overreact. Um, I don't understand what the big deal is. Everyone now, I mean, and I mean everyone celebrates in the end zone, so I don't know what the problem is with Cam Newton all of a sudden. You don't like it, as Cam says. Keep him out of there. 27-10, that was you know, a game where a lot of people thought the Titans were turning things around because Mariota had come back and they have a new coach. Well, 27-10 Panthers, it's enough of that. You saw an overreaction to the Dolphins getting a new coach a few weeks ago, and then they got their doors blown off after two big wins. 
Dolphins come back against the Eagles. That's a terrible loss for the Eagles. I mean, it was was a time that they could have actually gained some ground on the Giants and the Cowboys in the same day. The Eagles give up a 16-3 lead, lose 2019 to a mediocre best Dolphins team. The Redskins, 47-14 over the Saints. If you want to score 47 points, it's real simple this year. Just play the Saints. Uh, who, get rid of, who get rid of Rob Ryan, finally, and finally put him out of his misery, who, for some reason, keeps getting jobs. I mean, you think nepotism doesn't involve it, doesn't have a place in sports, just take a look at Rob Ryan, I'm sorry. Uh, that was, I mean, the job he's done with the Saints this year has been absolutely embarrassing. Um, the Rams decide that Nick Foles somehow is a worse quarterback than Case Keenum. Case Keenum now gets the start. The Bears are playing a lot better than they were, but that's a game the Rams should have won. Um... And they basically just shut down offensively. Turnovers, again, were a factor in this game. But hey, you're using your starting job to Case Keenum. You know, you got to wonder why you traded for that quarterback to begin with. You know, Sam Bradford's probably looking pretty good to the Rams right now. Steelers-Browns, what I thought was bizarre. I look down, I look back up, and next thing you know, Ben Roethlisberger's in the game. Ben Roethlisberger didn't start. Landry Jones goes down with a sprained foot. Ben Roethlisberger comes in, throws for almost 400 yards. The Browns are an awful team this year. Johnny Manziel is going to start for them the rest of the year. Not get punished for the incident with his girlfriend, which he shouldn't have anyway, because there was nothing there was nothing there concrete to, to really get him with. The Jaguars and Ravens, again, how many times have we got to say the NFL officials are terrible? Very simple. 22-20 Jaguars in a game where the Jaguars should have had a penalty at the end of the game with less than 10 seconds left. There would have been a 10-second runoff because the Jaguars don't have timeouts. The game would have ended. Instead, the play goes off. There's a uh, personal foul against the Ravens. That puts the Jags in a field goal range. They win the game 22-20. So basically, the Ravens... Now, it's only the Ravens. So there were... Look, they were 2-6 and six coming into this game. If this was a game of consequence, people would be making a much bigger deal out of it. But the refs cost the Ravens a game. Simple as that. That was, I mean, that was, the, that was the refs' fault. That's just how it works. Vikings, I would consider that a pretty good win against the Raiders. The Raiders are a little bit banged up. Olin Smith, the league has had enough of his shit. He's gone for a year. Patriots get played very tough by the Giants again. I know the thing with Odell Beckham in the end zone. This is just going to keep happening. Is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Is it a catch? Is it not a catch? When you got the ball with two feet in the end zone, to me, that should be a catch. This football move stuff, everything, whatever. It, it, it happened with Des Bryant in the playoffs last year. It's, I'm not going to sit here and say that the refs are pro-Patriots or not. I'm not going to say that. Giants had their chances here. Didn't get it done. So the Patriots, the big win there. The Broncos, okay, go three quarters getting shut out by the by the Chiefs. So the Broncos have now come back down to earth. They lose another game. So now they're 7-2. and two. Um, Peyton Manning looks like Jim Plunkett in the original Tecmo Bowl. I'm sorry, but you're just gonna you're just gonna keep seeing this. The Broncos defense at one point this year had outscored the Broncos offense. That's the kind of thing that's very tough to maintain for an entire NFL season. That's why you're seeing the Broncos come back to earth a little bit, people. The Cardinals and Seahawks. Um, that's a game that I had circled for a couple weeks. I just think the Cardinals are better than Seattle. I know Seattle's gotten better. I think the Cardinals are better this year. Okay, they're clicking on offense. Can they keep Carson Palmer healthy? That's the key. Yes, he stayed healthy. 39-32 over the Seahawks. It really wasn't even that close. And then the Texans have actually come back from being one of the bottom feeders of the league to knock off the Bengals. The Bengals are no longer undefeated. Texans haven't allowed a touchdown in like 10 quarters. That's how they've done it. And at 4-5, and five, as sad as it is to say, and it's pretty sad, they're actually in charge of the – they're in first place now in the um, AFC South where Andrew Luck's going to be gone for another month or so, it looks like. All right, the college football playoff stuff real quick. The top five stays unchanged. 
The thorn in the side of everybody is probably going to be Notre Dame because Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, if they went out, you really can't argue too much with them staying in the top three. But Notre Dame, okay, at 9-1, and one, the winner of the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game is the one who's going to cry bloody murder. Baylor gets run out by Oklahoma, which I told you for two months could happen. Stanford gets knocked down by Oregon, who's playing a thousand times better than they were early in the year. Stanford's done at 8-2, and two, but Stanford could knock out Notre Dame in a few weeks. They're definitely good enough to do that. And LSU, how about LSU going after they lost to Alabama, going and taking it on the chin from Arkansas. Now, those of you knuckleheads that want to tell me that Les Miles, I know some people aren't going to like this. I know a couple of people in particular who aren't going to like this, but I'm sorry. You're going to tell me Les Miles is anywhere near as good as Nick Saban. Look how those two teams bounce back off their big rivalry game. Okay, Alabama comes and thumps Mississippi State in a game that was never really even close after the second quarter. LSU goes and just gets its doors blown off by Arkansas. You're going to tell me Nick Saban's not the better coach? I'm going to tell you that you're nuts. So as much as the top four or five um, stays the same, and again, don't worry about Ohio State and Iowa. they got to play each other, so they won't both be there at the end of the year. You saw some teams move up. Oklahoma's playing as well as anybody in the country. That Texas game, like I said last week, could very well be something that they hang over their head all the way through the final vote. That's very possible. That's why you don't lose games like that. Um, and don't forget, Notre Dame actually opened the year blowing out Texas. So that w- that is basically what you're looking at right now. The thorn in the side of college football is basically Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins out. There's going to be a lot of pissed off people. If Notre Dame wins out and isn't the top four, their own fans are going to cry bloody murder. So that's basically what you're looking at right now. Um, a lot of stuff still has to play. Now, look, a lot of stuff still has to play itself out. You still, I mean, I've seen this a million times where you think, you know, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, they're all locks to win out. That's not necessarily the case. The kids get nervous. You know, they are kids. Remember that. So you've seen crazy stuff happen before. But um, the one team with probably the biggest gripe of all, would probably be Oklahoma, because Oklahoma is playing probably about as well as anybody in the country. But then again, they did lose to Texas. So what you're seeing right now, and it's funny listening to the guys on ESPN try to explain away this shit. Listen, this stuff is so subjective. It's so subjective that you've got a one-loss North Carolina team at 9-1 and one whose fans think they should be in the top four. <laughs> That's how crazy it is. So, you know, I know all you people thought for a long time that having four teams or two teams or, or some kind of playoff or whatever. See, first the BCS was going to eliminate all the controversy because they were going to get number one versus number two. That was the issue for a while. Now that we get number one versus number two, now it's a problem now. That's not good enough. Now we need a playoff. So now we have four teams. And even as recently as last year, as in the first year you ever had the playoff, people are still arguing about it. And they're going to argue again this year. So do they look to expand it to six teams and give two teams a bye in, in future years? I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on. But you're getting the impression now that somebody's going to end this year very unhappy in college football. So, But that's pretty much been par for the course since the beginning of time in college football. That's just how it is when you have rankings. That's all there, there is to it. That's all the time we got this week in the yard time. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out Fable Label, combining the timeless popularity of the t-shirt with modern innovative designs line to stand from the crowd today. Check out Has Been Sport, the AirTag, all the great podcasts and articles on Has Been Sports each and every week. Facebook.com slash the AirTag. You can also follow me on Twitter at BCAKA the man. Make sure you check out the show on Blog Talk Radio as well as the SoundCloud app. This is Lays with the Weight of the World. I'm Beast of the Man. See you guys next week on the AirTag.
try hard, you can do anything. You can make it out of that rain. You can escape all of that pain. You can stop from going insane. Stop the crack, stop the cocaine. Stop all the violence, stop all the hate. Congratulate and participate now. This evil spreading through people. We all want success, we all equal. We all out here trying to hold on. We all out here trying to stay strong. Let's stay positive. Let's raise our kids. Let them do the same mistakes we did. One life to live. Let's do it big. Y'all know what it is. Weight of the world on my shoulders. Hard times grind hard to the sober. Stress that you never be sober. Stay strong because it's only getting worse. But we only got one life right now. So we gotta live it how we like now. Gotta live that positive lifestyle. Wanna change, make a change right now. Never be 